Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This week we are interviewing Sarah Nathan, president and CEO of Amigos de las Americas, a 55-year-old nonprofit that organizes gap year and cultural immersion trips to South and Central America for both teens and young adults. With a focus on cultural competency, global citizenship, climate change and conservation, and ethical community service. So welcome, Sarah. Hello, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. So what inspired you to start this company and take it so far? Oh, well, well, I will just say, um, you know, it's been an incredible honor to, to work in the role of CEO as Amigos. Um, you know, I, I grew up uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area in California, um, and now I'm based in Houston. Um, I think, you know, my interest in travel really was sparked when I was um, 13 years old, and uh, had the opportunity to join a youth trip to go to the border um, and the outskirts of Tijuana for a week. And, uh, you know, it was my first time outside the U.S. and it really just opened my eyes and sparked my interest in Spanish. Um, and I think actually, so I, w- I actually participated with Amigos when I was in high school. Um, and that's a, a part of the answer there. Um, I, the, and a representative came through my Spanish class and, you know, I was really intrigued by, by the idea of being able to go you know, at age 16 to go live in another country for eight weeks. Um, so that was a huge part of my um, initial passion for travel. And, you know, the, the other piece um, that inspired me was uh, my grandfather was a, a doctor and uh, worked at UCLA and had the opportunity to travel for different academic conferences. And my grandmother traveled with him. And so we would actually, so this was will date me, but, um, you know, we used to watch slides of their trips. So to, you know, that they went on to like Egypt and Peru and China and different places. So, um, I think just the, um, the opportunities that I've had to get out into the world and, um, you know, finding a program like Amigos at a young age, um, it really f- fueled my passion for my own, you know, continued explorations, um, through work and just personally. And then, really also fueled my desire to want to make um, travel programming, you know, open and accessible to, to youth, not only from this country, but from, from other countries as well. Nice. And what actually makes your travel company, I guess, different from others? Because there's so many out there. Why should students or recent graduates want to join your group? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, Amigos, it does stand apart from um, many organizations. I think we all share a commitment, you know, to getting young people out into the world uh, in different ways. Um, 
Amigos, in terms of our program model, I think is is for the for the uh, listener who's not familiar with with our organization, it's really as close as you can get to kind of that independent Peace Corps experience, um, but as a high school student. So, um, you know, I think that um, aspect of independence is something that students who come to us really are looking for. So um, traditionally, um, whether it's in our high school programs or our GAP programs, students would be placed with, you know, one or two other students um, from Amigos um, in a community, and you're really immersed um, in a very, very deep way. Um, with a host family and then assigned to work with one of our local partner organizations in the community um, in the community. So it's really, um, you know, less of a, a, a passing by or passing through experience as, you know, really living in a place and um, building and learning, you know, learning in build, you know, building relationships and connecting with local community members. And some of that can be, it's very challenging, right? Um, but it's also um, a really, really deep ex- and rewarding experience. So I think that's one of the things in terms of our kind of model that we've been offering for these decades is, is um, that really deep, deep connection. And so in the pandemic, of course, we've had to adjust um, and modify the program model. Um, so programs right now are more group oriented and that's really just taking into account um, the, the pandemic and, and safe safety related to COVID. But I think yeah, that, that level of independence is something that um, not as many organizations offer. Yeah, it sounds like a really amazing opportunity to take. I wish I did something like this in high school. What are y'all doing to help incorporate diversity and inclusion in your programs? Yeah, so I think, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, I mean, diversity in Amigos has been, um, cent- you know, a central priority and effort throughout, not only for our national organization, but our local chapter network. We have about 22 local chapters around the United States recruiting for and fundraising to support youth. Um, But really, you know, our vision is a world where all people are lifelong leaders sharing responsibility for our global community. And so really part of that responsibility is creating a safe and equitable world for everyone. Um, I think, you know, in recent terms, I can share the work that I'm most directly involved with at the organization-wide level, um, which is uh, building out a roadmap for diversity, equity, and inclusion through all levels of the organization. So not just within our programs, but also within, um, you know, our, our board, our staff, our local chapters. Um, and that really helps us um, build our vision and our work into not only our departments, but our individual goals and, and jobs and our job description. So really that's our tool for accountability, but our programs team specifically has been, um, updating our curriculum um, and, uh, and incorporating that in, you know, into our programming um, in, in, our, in the field. Um, so a lot of that work, you know, so throughout the program, we create that, that space for young people who are coming from maybe, you know, uh, suburban Chicago to inner city New York to Kent, Ohio to um, Asuncion, Paraguay. I mean, young people coming from all different backgrounds um, providing that space for dialogue and learning. Um, and I think there's actually one quote I could read um, for you, which was, um, you know, I think that really kind of speak to what happens when young people come from all these different backgrounds is, you know, when one young woman named Olivia, who's in Nicaragua this summer said, you know, I quote, learned more about my own identity and privileges, core values, and how to interact with others in a mutually beneficial way. And 
Um, another shared, you know, I quote, I got to learn about the opinions and views of people from different places and ethnic backgrounds through the discussions and lessons that we did, which I really appreciated. Um, so with all of this, we're also, you know, Amigos works to make Amigos, make our programming as accessible as possible for youth, not only from the US and um, Latin America, but I could also talk a little bit about that. You're open to basically people all over the world. Anyone can book with you guys, or is it specific to basically North and South America? So we offer program, our program locations are in the Western Hemisphere. So the US, Central America, or North America, Central America, the Caribbean, and South America. Um, we do have youth that come in from other countries around the world, but it's in the vast majority of our participants are from the U.S. And then also we recruit youth um, from the region of um, in our host countries, but also other countries in the region. So um, really, I, the, the vision that we have is that exchange should also be multi-directional, not just one directional. Um, there was mm -hmm. once upon a time a world where all Amigos students or the volunteers that participated came from the U.S. and went to Latin America. And now we've opened up and have programs where youth from Latin America come to the United States. We have youth from Latin America going to other countries in the region. Um, and we recruit also nationally, like in our host countries. So let's say we have a program in Cotopaxi, Ecuador, young, young person from Quito, Ecuador, from the capital might participate, you know, in that project. So really trying to open it up. Um, and that's been a real big effort over the last decade. Um, so yes, it's a ongoing, ongoing piece, but just ensuring that, you know, seeing that young people coming from all different backgrounds, um, coming together, it just, you know, creates so much more power in the exchange and learning that happens. Nice. That's really cool. So how wide of a range are the programs you guys offer? Like if someone's just interested in one thing, like, is that the only type of program you offer or is it a big mix? So we have a range actually so of, of programs and um, it's, you know, we actually expanded um, the age group um, uh, several years ago. So we offer programs now for middle school students as well. We used to start in high school, um, but we have middle school programs in the summer. Um, it, that program is called Discover Amigos and it's open to, st to students who are 13 and 14 years old. Um, and that's an introduction to global citizenship. And we offer that program um, in uh, Costa Rica and Panama. And then we have summer programs. Uh, right now, the Explore program is a three-week model um, that we're offering in Costa Rica and Ecuador. And actually, as we're resuming in-person travel programming, we resumed in-person travel programming in 2021, um, we'll be expanding the program offerings that we have to our other locations where we were operating pre-pandemic. Um, and then we have a GAP program for high school graduates and in that program, students, um, we have a, a, a couple of different options um, in the spring. Uh, for example, students can go learn about the environment and conservation and climate change in Costa Rica, um, where we have a local partnership with an organization and, and actually who works directly with the national parks. Um, so students live on nature reserve and engage in that work directly. Um, we'll be reopening our GAP program in Ecuador in this uh, next fall, which is um, an internship-based program. So, so high school graduates are placed in an internship that really aligns with their passions and interests um, as well. Um, and then we have other programs, um, the Youth Ambassadors. Yeah, there's a lot of different variety of options um, for students. Um, we have another um, that is... Um, fully funded. So it's a very competitive program. Um, it's called the Youth Ambassadors Program. And 
in that program, uh, students travel for a training and then they come home to their home communities and carry out service initiatives over the course of six months. Um, so and that program is funded through the Department of State, um, through the, the, um, the Bureau of Education and Cultural Affairs. Um, I would say the central thing for all of the programs are really the opportunity for that cross-cultural experience. Um, clearly with, you know, the whole experience is, is one that builds, you know, leadership, but really I think stu students really are looking for that opportunity to get out and learn and understand like what role they can play. So the different projects have, you know, do have different themes. So some students might really be interested in public health, others might be interested in food security, others might be interested in conservation. So, um, you know, the website really kind of just lays out, you know, which which programs are more focused on which themes, if that's what students are interested in. Nice. And I, I know you mentioned having one program that was fully funded. Are there any other scholarship opportunities or financial assistance offered? I know a lot of listeners are probably like, how am I going to pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we have a financial assistance program. So um, it offers funds out of our headquarters, so our national organization, and also our local chapters around the United States. And those are all listed on our website. Um, the financial system assistance um, model that we have is based on a sliding scale based on income. Um, so um, it's really on a, you know, students apply up to the, um, we have a series of deadlines throughout the cycle. Um, our first deadline for financial assistance is on December 6th, um, and um, students can apply to, um, to receive aid based on, um, based on need. Um, we also, as an organization, seek grants to support students in our program. So, for example, for our Colorado program, uh, we received funding from the Adobe Employee Community Fund and created the Centennial Award. So that was a need-based also award. So um, students should keep their eye out for those particular opportunities that we have. And then our local chapters, actually, I just wanna comment, we've had um, this, our local chapters have been, uh, were started as Amigos started since 1965. And these are organizations at the local level that work to do local fundraising as well. So each year our chapters raise over a million dollars to support financial awards and make, and make Amigos more accessible. So um, with a lower program fee, and then also they contribute, they have local financial awards available to students. So um, we have, yeah, those 22 chapters around the country that are actively working to make Amigos more accessible in those communities as well. Um, and then of course, like we have specific partners that we work with. Um, so Amigos uh, works with uh, particular partners that connect with the, the mission of wanting to get young people out and, and travel, you know, experiential programming around the globe. Um, so, like, for example, we partner with KIPP College Prep in New York City um, and College Track um, and Discover U and have specific award like awards that are open to students um, and those institutions help um, get the word out about Amigos locally. So um, we have those partners as well, but the financial assistance program more information is definitely available on the website, but definitely a, a huge priority for us and something we're, we're really committed to. Nice. So yeah, there's definitely plenty of opportunities <laughs> to find a way to pay and go on these trips. Where can people actually learn more or actually sign up for a trip if they're interested? Yeah. So the best way is to go to our website. So it's www.amigosinternational.org. Uh, and, um, you know, you can, uh, there's a, a, a chat there, you know, and one of our representatives will be there to answer questions. Um, you can send over an email as well. Um, but all the information is available on our website. That's kind of our home base there. 
um, to, you know, and we'll definitely be happy to answer any questions um, about all of the things. People have a lot of questions about traveling during COVID and all, you know, what is that like and what do I need to know and, and all of those things, um, parents and students alike. So um, we're happy to, to um, support and answer any questions that come up. Yeah, and I'll link that website in the show notes along with social media accounts or anything else you guys want to share. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think, you know, we're seeing um, the there's a much there's a lot of pent up, you know, I think the interest for everyone, you know, to get out into the world and um, and do it in a safe way, obviously, in this time. So, um, you know, Amigos is here and um, and uh, we're looking forward to, to communicating with with students who are interested in joining. Nice. Thank you so much for doing this interview. I really enjoyed learning more about Amigos de las Americas and you as a traveler. I hope the people listening definitely want to sign up for a trip or go on a trip soon. This kind of got me excited to like it reminded me of like the time when I was studying abroad and like left and moved for like a year or (laughs) months at a time. Yeah. Once again, thank you so much and have a good one. All right. Thank you so much. Take care.